This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Did you know that the average American calls its quits on New Year's resolutions on February 1st, only 32 days in, and 68% give up even sooner than that? My guest today is here to help us avoid being part of those statistics and share three techniques we can use to develop a system that will keep us focused on accomplishing our goals. She is a sought-after speaker, best-selling author, lawyer, and a real estate broker. She is also an avid hula hooper. Sally Wagner, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for inviting me today. So you're a lawyer. Yes, yes. Should I address you as counselor? No, I just want to make sure. You know, what's interesting. The reason why I'm excited about having you on the show today is my listeners know I am big on goals. I don't do New Year's resolutions. I'm big on goals. Actually, I I do what Grant Cardone suggests. I write my goals down twice a day. That's 730 times a year. Most people may write their goals down once a year if they do that. Most times they're just thinking, I'd be nice to. And so I'm really glad I'm going to have a fellow goal person on the show today because we've got to convert the masses. It's yes. not enough to think of your goals and, and daydream about your goals. you got to do something. So before we Absolutely. get to the goal setting, avid hula hooper? I've never had an avid hula hooper on the show. So you are making history right now, Sally. Fabulous. And I love it. And it is great exercise. It's good for core. It's good for your legs. It's good for endurance, all kinds of things. Wow. Now you got to have some coordination to start that, right? A bit. Yeah. (laughs) But once it gets going, it just has a a life of its own. Wow. Yeah. I've seen some people like on the reality shows and I'm like, they're doing, you know, 12, 13, 14 hula hoops and they're putting them on and taking them off. I'm like, I, if I could do one hula hoop, that would be a major victory. These people are so talented. They could do it around their arms while they're shaking their hips. I'm like, oh my goodness, I get exhausted just watching those people. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't do that. I don't do the flaming hoop. I don't do anything <laughs> fancy. I just do it. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Let's talk about goals. Now, the first okay. question I have for you, and by the way, if you're new to the show, I don't do any scripted questions. So these are just off the top of my head. Do you agree with me that I think you do, but do you agree with me that resolutions are, eh, you know, they're poop emoji. We shouldn't do resolutions. We should do goals. Do you agree with me on that? Absolutely. Goals are very important. And statistics, and we know about statistics, but statistics show that uh, 90% and more of people who set resolutions don't achieve them. Only 8% actually achieve them. And so there's much more than a resolution, right? And, And we need a goal. And the goal implies that we have a system and a process to get there. So that's the important part. Have the goal for the big picture, but then have the system that is in place so that you can take daily steps to move you in the right direction. Yeah, because if you don't know where you're going, you can't do daily steps because you have no destination. Exactly. It's kind of like if I got in my car and I say I want to go someplace, well, Apple Maps or Google Maps is going to go Uh, you got to put the destination in or I can't give you directions. It's the same with goals. Now, I believe there's different degrees of goals. I believe what Jim Collins talks about in Built to Last and Good to Great, big, hairy, audacious goals. We should have ginormous goals that, that you go, there's no way that could ever possibly happen in my lifetime because that's going to pull you 
uh, pull you toward them. So I like talking about goals in terms of steps. So let's say you want to become a billionaire, but you made $25,000 in 2021. Well, maybe your first goal is 100,000 and then a million, then 10 million, 100 million, and then a billion. But you got to have that big goal. Uh, one of my big goals is to own a private plane. Well, I can't afford a private plane right now. So what I can do now is I can start committing to flying only first class. Then I go and maybe do a fractional ownership of a private aircraft. Then maybe I buy a used Gulfstream. Then I buy a new one. And so stair-stepping your goals. Do you agree with that process? Absolutely. Uh, it, we don't get there magically overnight, right? <laughs> and yet the, the big goal is important. I think it was Richard Branson who said, if your goals don't scare you, they're not big enough. Mm. Uh, so we have to have that big vision and we need to reverse engineer. So what's the first step in the right direction? So as you said, you know, fly, fly first class. And then the next step is uh, own a fractional interest. And then you take it from there. So you're constantly moving in the right direction. Why do you think people don't set goals? I mean, I have this vision in my head, probably because I know people have done this, because I've done this before I got a clue. Yeah, by the third week, around Christmas time, third week of December, you're like, oh, what am I going to do next year? And you, you, you try to do some ideas, and then it pretty much peters out pretty quickly. Why do you think people don't set goals? I think because they don't have the system in place and the experience is, well, I set this goal and I didn't make it. So why should I set the next goal? Because I'm not going to make that one. It's the whole notion of self-efficacy and lacking that sense of self-efficacy that what I do actually impacts my life. And when we understand that it's not just thinking happy thoughts and, you know, hoping it happens, uh, and, and we build in those daily steps, then we get that sense of self-efficacy and we know that what we do does matter in our lives. And as you and I both know, and hopefully the listener will know now, hope is not a strategy. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, we're not Peter Pan, right? We can't just think happy thoughts and imagine that it's going to happen. I can't think of a single successful person in the world today that got to where they are hoping, making excuses, blaming other people. They took full responsibility. They set ginormous goals and they got to work. That's the secret. If you call the secret, air quotes on the audio podcast here, if you can call the secret, okay, it's the work. It's the planning. It's There's no magic potion. You can't read a book. You can't go to a webinar. You have to put your feet in the ground and get the shovel and start digging. That's how you get your goals. And that's one of the problems I have with The Secret. Now, if you're a fan of The Secret, I'm not. But The Secret is not just hoping. It's actually you have to do the work, okay? You're not just going to get a multi-million dollar co uh, contract or a client because you thought happy thoughts to use your words. You have to do something. You Whether it's on social media, you have to write a book or do some PR because that million dollar client's not going to magically, oh, I need to call Sally today. That doesn't happen in real life. 
Exactly. And, and that's where the, the, my not so magic formula MSG comes in. You know, mindset is fabulous. And that's what the secret is about. We need the right mindset for success or for the goals that we have. Uh, we need the skill set to get us there. That's the, the S part, MS. And then the G part is get off your assets and take mm-hmm. action. You know, we've got to take action. Otherwise, it's just a nice philosophy. I want to break that down because we, we, I think everyone listening to this podcast, they know about mindset, but skill set. If there is something you need to know how to do, there's this wonderful thing called the internet. Anything you want to learn out there is out there, but I want to put a little asterisk next there. So when I was fired from my job in July of 2005, I fell victim to the three C's. Coaches, courses, and conferences. I just spent all my my hard-earned money, my wife's hard-earned money, and the savings, and I didn't vet the, the, the people that I was learning from. It's not their fault. It's my fault. I didn't go, huh, can Sally really help me achieve my goal? Can Peter really uh, help me achieve my goals? And so I spent all this money. And so figure out, number one, what you need to learn. Then you need to start finding out who is a good match for you. If you don't like bald productivity guys, I'm not your guy because I'm bald. I'm not going to grow hair. Um, if you don't like men, I'm not your guy. So you need to find the right person. But I think skill set is something we just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But skill set is so important because not only is it the third letter in your MSG, but it's really important because if you don't know how to do something, I don't care how great of a mindset you have you're not going to be able to do what you need to do because you don't know how. Exactly. And, uh, you know, those big goals that we set for ourselves, if we don't have the skill set to back it up, again, it's just a nice philosophy. It's a pipe dream. And and when we think about skills, we want to think about stacking them so that we have multiple complementary skills that broaden and deepen our abilities. And so if my goal is to scale Mount Everest, uh, then I better start walking around the block first. You know, <laughs> uh, I, I better put on a heavy backpack to see if I can take care of the equipment I'm going to need. I, I better meet some Sherpas, uh, you know, those kinds of things. Those are skills, right? Uh, and so we start building that stack of skills that will get us to where we want to be. Mm. I, I love that stacking skills because right now I am finally learning how to sell. I, uh, I tried reading books. I tried going to seminars and everything else, but the way Grant Cardone lays it out, it makes sense to me. And, and that goes back to my earlier point, find the right teacher. And it's going to be, there's not one great right teacher. There's different teachers for everybody else, but there's more to your achieving your goals than just one skill set. And you, you brought that up right now because you may think, Oh, I just need to focus on sales. Well, coming along with that is okay. Do I know how to communicate? Do I know how to use social media? Do I know how to write an email? Do I know how to use a website? If I don't, do I know how to how to write people? So it's not just sales. There's a whole bunch of stuff that go along in what you so I, I think wisely called stacking skills because there's not just one skill that's going to get you the promised land. Absolutely. And you mentioned communication. That is a fabulous skill that we can all cultivate for ourselves. You know, we want to have positive, clear communication. 
uh, that's how we build relationships and sales is all about building relationships. So it, you, you need to break it down into little sub skills, you know. So yeah, I want to have a great skill set when it comes to sales, but what are the subsets of that that will get me there? Now, this is coming out in March of 2022. And one of my biggest issues is when people go, Oh, I got to wait till January 1st. No, no. If you don't have a goal right now or goals, plural, then I suggest, and I'd like to know what you think about this, Sally, then you should probably stop this recording right now and write some goals out. Don't wait another minute because that's going to affect your future. Yeah, absolutely. Do it now. Uh, the best time to do it is now. In fact, the only time to do it is now, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, and and setting goals is a skill. Uh, we hear about smart goals. I've heard smarter goals. Um, but break it down even more than that. You know, you brought it up, set big goals. Uh, another one that is very important is uh, be specific, right? Uh, if, if we don't specify, then the universe is going to fill in the blanks and we are not going to get what we want. Uh, we've probably all heard the joke about the guy who wishes for a million bucks and suddenly he's surrounded by deer. So <laughs> we need to be very specific in how we state our goals, put measurable um, parameters around them, put dates and times and monetize, you know, the everything you can imagine to specify about the goal, do it. How would you like to get my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs absolutely free? Well, you can. All you have to do is go to top5productivitytips.com. That's the number five, top5productivitytips.com to get my, well, top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs. I want to talk a little bit about visualization because I think it goes hand in hand with goals. So I mentioned earlier that I eventually want to own a private plane because I don't want to have to deal with TSA or gate agents or any of that stuff. And the first step is to fly first class. But now I've never flown first class before. So what I'm doing is I'm talking to other people. What's it like? I mean, because you're treated like royalty, but I think you need to visualize your goal. You mentioned Mount Everest. I had a guy, John Beatty, a number, uh, I don't know, half a year Maybe I don't know. It's been so long. I've got so many episodes. He actually summited Mount Everest. And he says part of it, summoning Mount Everest, is actually visualizing it. Before you even pay to go over there or buy your equipment or start your training, you got to see yourself on top of Mount Everest. You got to see yourself flying first class. You got to see yourself making $100 million. You got to feel it, taste it, see it. So talk to us a little bit about visualization and how important it is when it comes to goals. Yeah, it's very important because we're adding the emotional element to the goal. And when we do that, we we increase the, the stickiness of it, right? And so it put yourself in that situation. That's This is what I coach people with, with EFT and NLP. Put yourself in that. See it through your eyes. I'm standing there on the summit of the mountain and I'm seeing the entire world. I'm feeling the wind. I'm feeling the cold. I'm hearing the sounds, all of those things. I, I absolutely feel what it is like in first class, you know, when they come by and they give me all of these fabulous things to eat and drink. Um, put yourself in the moment and beyond. I think that's important because sometimes we stop at the goal and then we get there and it's mm -hmm. like, okay, what's next? Um, well, what's next is I'm going to live the rest of my life, right? <laughs> uh, and so what does that look like beyond the goal? So 
envision the goal and beyond. And not only that, when you fly first class, you actually get to your destination first. <laughs> yes. Boom. So I have heard EFT as electronic funds transfer, but I'm guessing that's not what you're talking about. No, no. Uh, uh, that's nice. And yeah, you like when people uh, electronically transfer funds to your bank account. <laughs> yeah, that's a goal, right? Uh, in large quantities. And, yeah. and so the, what I'm referencing is emotional freedom techniques. Oh, and okay. NLP is neuro-linguistic programming. And those techniques are, are very, uh, effective in helping people overcome those, those doubts, those little voices we have in our heads when we have that goal. And then there's that voice that says, yeah, you wish or mm -hmm. in your dreams or who are you kidding? You know, those kinds of things, those doubts. And so, um, the vision is good. The goals are good. And yet sometimes we need that little boost to help us overcome those limiting beliefs and those thoughts that hold us back. One of the things people struggle with is the naysayer. And these are people you alluded to it earlier that say, you're never going to do it. Why are you working so hard? But you could be your own naysayer. So you have got to be careful. What are you allowing into your mind? Are these people cheering you on or are they saying, Hey dude, slow down. I have purposely probably the last three or four years. If you're a negative Nelly, I'm like, I, I don't want to hang around negative Nellies. I want to hang around positive polys. Okay. I want to people who are saying, yes, Mark, you can, no, you will do this. That's who we want to hang around with because I think it goes along, goes back to mindset. The M of your three, three letters there. If you are hanging around people and they say the five people you hang around with most are who you're going to be. If they're negative, if they're always blaming other people or com complaining, what are the odds of you achieving your goals? Absolutely. And, and one of the biggest uh, negative influences sometimes comes from ourselves, as you said. Mm -hmm. and, and we can't leave ourselves behind, right? Because wherever <laughs> we go, there we are. Uh, and, and so it's important to understand that many times it's not what you don't know that holds you back. It's what you do know that's not true that holds you back. And so the challenge is to identify those things that we know that are not true and then eliminate them from our thoughts and our minds. Uh, prime example is perfectionism. You know, I, I used to have that. I used to believe that clearly it's not true. And yet that and we think, oh, what's wrong with that? Of course, we want to be perfect. And yet it can hold us back from doing so many things in life, because if I believe wrongly that I have to be perfect and I know I'm not going to be perfect at something, then I'm just not going to do it. And we have many instances of those things that we believe about ourselves that are not true. I did a training recently called how to stop procrastinating once and for all. Yeah. And I said, the number one reason I believe people procrastinate is fear. Yes. They don't know how to do something. They're scared of it. So they procrastinate. They don't set goals. They don't do the action they need to do. So I want to ask the listener, are you afraid of something? Are you afraid that you may get laughed at? I get laughed at all the time. I've accepted it. I trip over my own tongue on the, on the podcast. I'll use their own wrong word. Listen, everybody does it. You have to get, you have to find a way to get past that 
because I believe everyone has greatness inside them. And I believe we're blocking our own greatness. So we just got to get out of our own way so the world can see our greatness. Absolutely. And, and taking action is a skill set in and of itself, a very important one, because we all know procrastinators, right? I, I've probably done it. I, I admit I have done it. <laughs> uh, no probably about it. And yet taking action is an important skill and it is a skill that we can learn. Now, one of the things I I believe when it comes to taking action, especially when it comes to creating your goals or doing your goals is you're going to have days where you don't want to do the action. Now, if it's one day or two days because you're sick or maybe a loved one is sick or passed away, that's okay. But if none of those extenuating circumstances are happening, then you need to step back and go, okay, why? And I really mean get a piece of paper and a pen and and say, okay, why am I feeling this way? And the reason why I say do it on paper and pen, it's it's more powerful than doing it on the device or just thinking about it. Or if you've got a whiteboard, I got a whiteboard in the office, you know, get a whiteboard and and write it out. When you discover your why, you may say, you know what? This is this is going in the direction I don't want to go in. And it's okay to realize that and go, wait a minute, I don't want to go right. I want to go left. But if you don't camp out on the why question, you could be going down this path and become more and more unhappy as you go because you didn't stop and go, wait a minute, I don't feel right here. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it, many very important points that you just brought up. And a couple of them are, you know, part of goal setting and constant uh, interaction is asking questions like why. Uh, and when we sense that hesitation, and that's part of mindfulness, you know, to think about what you're thinking about and what you're feeling bring it into your awareness and explore it, sit with it. Uh, Studies show that when you write it physically, uh, it's more impactful, as you say. And so when you write it and discover the why behind the hesitation, perhaps, um, then you can course correct and be on your way again. When you approach a goal, and we're not going to you know, go the January 1st or the last week of December, if you're going to create a new goal at the end of this podcast interview, What's the process you go to? Let's let's say it's a goal that was just placed on your heart. I said something profound during our conversation today, and it's inspired you to create a goal. What would be the process that you would do to create that goal? Okay, so I would first, you know, make sure it's big enough. Uh, then I would start asking myself questions about it. Is this a goal that's consistent with who I am as a person? Uh, why is this important to me? Is it important because I deem it to be worthy of me or is it because somebody told me it should be important to me? Uh, Big distinction, right? So why, why is this a goal for me? Is it my goal or is it somebody else's goal for my life? So that's an important thing. And, and then, you know, is it, and don't mean to be too frou-frou with it, but does this goal make me come alive? And that's important. Yeah. Uh, and it, this is uh, kind of a paraphrase from a quote by Howard Thurman. He was mentor to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And he said, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do it. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. So ask that. That's an important question. And when you ask those questions 
and get the answers, um, then you, you know that that's your goal, right? And then you add in the specificity that we talked about. Then you want to reverse engineer it back to the present. So I might first look at, okay, here's my goal. What do I need to accomplish this year to get me in the right direction? Maybe, maybe I can't accomplish the goal in one year. Maybe it's a multi-year goal, but what can I do this year to get me in that direction? And then what can I do this month? And what can I do this week? And what can I do today that is going to move me in the right direction? And you just keep asking those questions until you goal set to the present. And you take those action steps every single day. That is very, very powerful. I mean, we talked about so much, and I really hope that the listener of this conversation is not passive. I hope they take something that you and I said and go do something, because I really want everyone to roll out of bed like I do every morning. I'll be 57 in June, and I wake up excited about the day. If you wake up and like, oh. It's morning already. I hate my job. If you still, as Kathy Lee Gifford says, if you have a pulse, you have a purpose. If you're not happy every day, then you're probably not doing what you, you what you want to do or what you should be doing. Because I don't know what you should be doing. Sally doesn't know what you should be doing. Spend some time investigating that. So, Sally, is there anything that we didn't talk about on the show today that you you feel on your heart? that you want to share with the listener? I think going back to what you said before about why people don't take action is because of fear. Uh, you know, perhaps one of our biggest fears is fear of failure and that, mm. that keeps us from taking action. And, and an important mindset piece is reframe failure. It's, it's a tool, not an outcome. And it helps you get smarter and stronger so that as you, advance, you're able to achieve your goal. Excellent. Well, I know people are going to want to find out, want to know where they can go find out more about you. And as Steve Jobs says, how you're putting a dent in the universe. So where can they go to do that? Uh, I have my website. It's Sally, S-A-L-L-I-E, Wagner.com. And I'm on LinkedIn and I'm on Facebook. Well, Sam, I want to thank you for coming on the show today because I really, really enjoy talking about goals. I, I, I really get sad when I ask people, what are your goals? And they go, I don't know. It's like, really? How, how do you live without goals? And I, I was so thrilled to have you on the show today because you're just as fired up about the importance of goals and you need to have goals and don't worry about the perfect goals. There's no such thing as a perfect goal. Just have some goals. So, Sally, I know we inspired at least one person today, hopefully thousands of people. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. And before we go, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. I know that there is an endless stream of options for you in this day and age. But you took the time to listen to the episode, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Don't forget to head on over to top5productivitytips.com and get my gift to you, my top five productivity tips. Remember, it's the number five in top5productivitytips.com. They will serve you well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll see you again real soon.